بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد باب الورع وترك الشبهات قال الله تعالى اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وتحسبونه هينا وهو عند الله عظيم وقال تعالى ان ربك لبالمرصاد صدق الله العظيم this is a new chapter imam nawawi rahimahullah has introduced the heading the chapter which deals with alwar' babul war'i wa tark ash-shubuhat this word war' in arabic in this context we can translate it as a chapter which deals with piety and leaving out that leaving out that which is doubtful abstaining from things which are doubtful coming back to this word wara i translated it piety but however it has underlying connotations or meanings of abstention we find that this word wara has a very similar meaning to another very famous term in fact it was the subject matter of a chapter which passed is what is called zuhud zuhud means to abstain or to make iktifa or to suffice on little ulama say that the meaning of both these words wara and zuhud are very very similar ulama ibn al-qayyim rahimahullah says al-war'u tarku ma ma yadurru fil akhirah He says, wara means to stay away from anything that will harm you in the akhirat. And zuhud, tarkumala yanfa, to leave out anything in which there is no benefit. Another meaning ulama ikram give, al-war'u inda al-ulama tarkumala ba'as bihi hadran amma bihi ba'as. When something is not haram or forbidden sometimes a person abstains from something which is permissible sometimes a person abstains from something which is permissible because he fears that if i engage in that or if i involve myself in that eventually it will lead me towards haram this is the actual meaning of this term wara to abstain from that which is halal and permissible out of piety out of consciousness out of the worry that if i have to engage in that it will lead me towards something that is impermissible so coming back to this heading that imam nawawi rahimahullah has given the chapter which deals with piety or abstention and staying away from things which are doubtful in other words on the surface of it it is permissible but there is an element of doubt it may be permissible may not be permissible so in that instance you have a choice do you involve yourself in that which is doubtful could be permissible if it's permissible there's no problem however if it was not permissible then there are two harms in engaging in doubtful things one is that it could possibly be impermissible then you will have to be answerable for that in allah's court and secondly generally we find doubtful things are such that once you start going in that direction then it's very difficult to put brakes 
eventually engagement in doubtful thing leads towards haram. Which is why we are advised in Sharia, whenever you have a choice, if something is doubtful there, then stay away from it. And this is exactly what this particular chapter deals with. Nevertheless, as is Imam Nawi rahimahullah's practice, he introduces whatever chapters with one or two verses of the Qur'an. Interestingly, the first verse technically does not deal with with, literally does not deal with wara and Turkish shubhat. In fact, the first verse was revealed at the time of a very famous incident, what we call waqiyah ifk, the incident of ifk. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ جَاءُوا بِالْإِفْكِ عُصْبَةٌ مِّنْكُمْ لَا تَحْسَبُهُ شَرًّا لَكُمْ بَلْ هُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ لِكُلِّ مْرِئٍ مِّنْهُمْ مَكْتَسَبَ مِنَ الْإِثْمِ وَالَّذِي تَوَلَّى كِبْرَهُ مِنْهُ لَهُ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ 14 to 18 verses of the Qur'an which were revealed in the shan of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. In the fifth year of Hijrah, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was out on an expedition. The Qafla was traveling from one point to the next point. The Masturat used to travel in what is called Hodaj, a little bit a box or something that used to be placed on the camel. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, as we know, was young when Rasulullah sallallahu married her. She was very light in weight also. It was late at night, it was dark. She had left her hodaj to look for some piece of jewelry of hers that had gone missing. The sahaba lifted this thing and placed it on the camel, thinking that she is inside. Because she was very light, they didn't realize that she wasn't there. And the kafla continued. When she came, she saw that they had left her wisdom, her intelligence, which naturally Allah Ta'ala had given her was such that she didn't go helter-skelter, she waited on the same spot. Safwan bin Mu'attal radiallahu ta'ala anhu, an eminent sahabi, whose practice was to clean up once the camp had moved. He realizes what has happened. So what does he do? He places, he, he creates a, a situation where Aisha radiallahu anha can mount his camel, he walks in front and he transports her back to where the Qafla was. The munafiqeen, they saw this, they saw an opportunity to hurt Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to tarnish the image image of the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So they started spreading this rumor. It's a famous incident, not going into the details now. But this was a very hard and a trying time upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And at the end of this particular incident, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed these verses in Surah Nur. And this, which began with the verse which I recited, Inna ladina ja'u bil ifki, those who brought about this great lie, this great slander, bil ifki, usbatum minhum la tahsabu lakum. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in these verses, one important sabak and lesson we learned that we should be carried with us for the rest of our lives, that let us control our tongues. Do not become those who will spread rumors. Do not become those who target the innocence of those who are pure and chaste amongst us. Do not fall into this trap of shaitan where we become the cause of dissidence, where we become the cause of hurting the feelings of others, etc. Many, many asbaq and lessons the ummah learns through this lesson, through the, this particular incident. In these verses, there is one verse, وَتَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيِّنَا وَهُوَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ عَظِيمٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to this spreading of this malicious rumor and this lie and this chit-chat, speaking of things which are not substantiated, etc. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to that, Allah ta'ala says that you people think that this is something very light. You people think, you think that it is trivial. However, in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is very, very grave. In other words, it's a serious matter. So technically, this, these verses were revealed referring to that incident. Interestingly, Imam Nawi rahimullah, because the literal meaning of these verses carries some significance to this particular heading and title, he has introduced it in this chapter. I'm repeating the translation. You people think that this is something very light. You think that it is trivial. However, it is very great in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, come back to this heading. The chapter which deals with abstention, with piety, and leaving out that which is doubtful. In other words, Imam Nawawi rahimullah, by bringing this particular verse, is trying to teach us the sabak that sometimes, sometimes something is doubtful. But you think, what's the harm? What's the harm? What's the problem? Let us understand that if that doubtful thing is haram, if, if it is forbidden, then one important usul and principle ulama-i karam teach us. They say, don't look at how small or trivial the matter appears to be in your eyes. Always consider when you break Allah's command, whose command you are breaking. Don't look at the infringement may appear to be small or insignificant in your eyes. But it is Allah's command that you are breaking. And Allah's greatness, Allah's majesty, Allah's azmat, Allah's shan, this is wara ul wara. So this is why don't consider things to be light. They can become very, very serious. The second verse which Imam Nawawi rahimahullah has mentioned in the introduction of this particular heading or particular chapter, Inna Rabbaka Labil Mirsad is a verse which is in Surah Al-Fajr, the literal translation, Inna Rabbaka Labil Mirsad, that verily your Rabb is extremely vigilant. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is extremely vigilant. Nothing escapes the sight, nothing escapes the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing escapes the qudrat and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just two verses Imam Nawi rahimullah is mentioned in the introduction of this chapter and then the first hadith. This particular hadith, before I recite the hadith, we find that as I mentioned many times before, one of the mu'ajizat and miracles of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam very often would speak a few words. However, the meaning of what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would say would be voluminous. And we find that this particular hadith is a classical example of that. That of where Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was jawami'ul kalim. Speak a few words but volumes of meaning. In fact, this particular hadith Ulama say it occupies a pivotal role in Islam. And some scholars say one third of the whole of Islam and Shariat is contained in this hadith. Imam Abu Dawud rahimullah, very very famous muhaddith and scholar of Islam, compiler of Abu Dawud Sharif which is part of the Siha Sitta, the six accepted books of Ahadith. We find there is one 
Malfuz of his one saying of Imam Abu Dawud rahimahullah. He says, I wrote down, I wrote down 500,000 ahadith. I wrote down 500,000 ahadith. And then he said, of these I selected 4,800. 4,800 ahadith. And then Imam Abu Dawud went on to say that from this 4,800 ahadith, there are four ahadith, four sayings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, which is sufficient for a person's religion and deen. If he will practice on these four, it is as if the khulasa or the essence of the whole of deen will be found. So which are these four ahadith? This is not an ordinary person. This is a great scholar of Islam. Someone who, like he says, wrote down 500,000 ahadith. He says four hadiths is the sum total of the entire deen, sufficient for a person's deen and religion. The four ahadith which he mentions, al-amalu that actions will be judged by intentions. Another hadith he says, Min husni islam al-mar'i yani. The beauty of the Islam of a person is in, in, lies in him abstaining from anything that doesn't carry any benefit or which is of any relevance. Min husni islam al You want to become a beautiful Muslim? Leave out unnecessary things. Min husni islam al-mar'i yani. The third hadith which Imam Abu Dawud rahimahullah referred to, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه That none of you can attain iman, none of you will be a true believer until you don't love for your brother what you love for yourself. And the fourth hadith is this particular hadith. The hadith of Nu'man bin Bashir radiallahu ta'ala anhuma that قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إن الحلال بين وَإِنَّ الْحَرَامَ بَيِّنٌ وَبَيْنَهُمَا مُشْتَبِهَاتٍ لَا يَعْلُمُهُنَّ كَثِيرٌ مِنَ النَّاسِ فَمَنِ اتَّقَ الشُّبُهَاتِ اسْتَبْرَأَ لِدِينِهِ وَعِرْضِهِ وَمَنْ وَقَعَ فِي الشُّبُهَاتِ وَقَعَ فِي الْحَرَامِ كَالْرَاعِي يَرْعَى حَوْلَ الْحِمَاءِ يُوشِكُ أَنْ يَرْتَعَ فِيهِ أَلَا وَإِنَّ لِكُلِّ مَلِكٍ حِمًا أَلَا وَإِنَّ حِمَ اللَّهِ مَحَارِمُهُ this hadith, as we mentioned, my respected brothers, Imam Abu Dawud rahimullah says, this is one quarter of the whole of deen. Other ulama say this is one third of the whole of deen. The narrator is Nu'man bin Bashir radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. He says that I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, إِنَّ الْحَلَالَ بَيِّنٌ وَالْحَرَامَ بَيِّنٌ وَإِنَّ الْحَرَامَ بَيِّنٌ That verily that which Allah has made halal, that which Allah has made permissible is clear. And that which Allah has made haram and forbidden is also absolutely clear. وَبَيْنَهُمَا مُشْتَبِهَاتٍ And between these two things, one side halal, one side haram, between the two are what we call doubtful things. In other words, we are not sure, is it halal or is it halal? We are not sure. Normal, those who don't have proper knowledge of deen, we are not sure, is it halal, permissible, or is it haram, impermissible. La ya'lamuhunna kathiru minan nas. Rasulullah says, many people, many people don't know whether it is permissible or impermissible. Interestingly, Nabi Salaam did not say that everyone doesn't know. In other words, it means those who are sound in deen, in knowledge, they will have, they will know. 
but many will not know. So, those who will abstain from that which is doubtful, those who will abstain from that which, which they are not sure, is it permissible or not permissible, what will happen by staying away, wara, by adopting piety, by adopting extension from that which is doubtful, tarkushubuhat, Rasulullah says, istabra wa You will protect your deen, your religion also, and you will protect your izzat and your honor. Woman and if you will delve into doubtful things, then eventually waqa'afil haram, you will fall into haram. Inshallah will continue.